At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw. Live from the Circus Sportsbook on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome into Odds On. A good Friday morning to you if you're here on the West Coast. Mike Palm here with my partner, Amal Shaw. Big show today, double guests. In 15 minutes, we're going to have Nick Bogdanovich, legendary bookmaker for just about a decade. He was the head man at William Hill. He has joined the Circus Sports team. He'll join us in studio. And then in 30 minutes, the Bear, Chris Felica from ESPN. We'll get in a Wimbledon preview with him. As well, I want to ask him some um, conference questions in college football where he might find some either divisions or conferences to upset champions at a plus price. Which conference are you going to ask him about? I, I, I'm, I'm interested in the Pac-12, mm-hmm. and I'm also interested in the Big Ten West, his opinion. I'm looking at Minnesota a little bit in the Big Ten West. Yeah, it's not a bad team. They, re, uh, they retool. They get the back. Ibrahim back. Their I like him a lot. line is retooled. I think it's up for grabs. It's a three-horse race, right? Iowa, Wisconsin, Well, Minnesota. Iowa's got a terrific team defensively, right? They're going to be mm-hmm. very good. The yeah. offense is the question mark with them. And then, of course, you look at Wisconsin – they're going to do it with a 10-player 10, 10, uh, offense. Without a quarterback. Without a quarterback. They manage to do it every year, minus Russell Wilson. So should be pretty interesting there. I think, uh, you know, P.J. Flex got that program going in the right direction. Don't ask him about the SEC. No. Okay. We already know. We got we, your it's, opinion. It's, it's Alabama. I, we get your opinion each year, and it's right. We don't need to go any further. Thank God we're getting help on the tennis. Okay. <laughs> uh, real quick, I know this made a lot of uh, news, and it's been heavily covered and will continue to be covered NBA draft, Banchero goes first. Mm-hmm. Were you surprised? Well, a little bit, simply because it seemed like all the information was pointing to Jabari Smith. The one thing I would say is that it felt like it could be a potential toss-up. You know, if you really look at it, I think all three candidates were viable options, depending on who you favor and how you see each player. This was a great endgame opportunity in that... You, Where? You, 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 what, what I'm saying is, over the course of the three days leading up to the oh, draft... Oh, oh. You could have got a big plus price on Benchero. And mm-hmm. then if you're if you're watching, like we like to do, monetizing the ticket, got got either even money or plus 120 or 30 uh, on Smith uh, in the early morning hours if it was still available to you before the draft. What I find to be more interesting is two guys from the G League went in the first round, 10th and 24th, right? Mm-hmm. The thing that I think these guys are missing by going to the G League and they don't realize this, you lose marketing opportunities. Nike and these guys are not coming after you because nobody knows who you are. You go play at Duke, you play at Auburn, you play at these other schools, Gonzaga. You have an opportunity where people know who you are. I think from a marketability standpoint, the guys who play in the G League get hurt distinctly. I got asked this question, and we don't have an odds in front of us yet. Um, this question when I was doing my Iowa hit this morning, who would you look at for NBA Rookie of the Year just off your gut feeling from the draft? Jaden Ivey. 
I, look, he's going to be the best player, in my opinion, on this entire draft. The NBA game is designed for a player like him. I'll tell you who else is going to be really good. Malachi Branham, who's going to the San Antonio Spurs. 6'5", 6'6", plays the two. The, the NBA is about creating one-on-one. This guy, this guy didn't start for Baylor, and he's the 10th pick in the draft, right? He no, was no, the he, sixth man? He was from Ohio State. Oh, Ohio State, yep. okay. And to me, when you look at... Um, 96 to 1 to win Rookie of the no, Year. Six, six, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll take it. Uh, six to one. That tells you. Yeah, Bear might have that ticket, 96 to one. Um, that tells you already, you know, the respect that Jaden Ivey commands. I was looking at the comparison between him and John Morant. Jaden Ivey, 6'4, John Morant, 6'3. Jaden Ivey, 200 pounds. John Morant, uh, 175 or 180, somewhere in that range. Jay Very Nive- good comparison, right? Yeah. Both busts in the NCAA tournament. Well, I think Matt Painter's the bust. Oh, by the way, by the way, we can't let let's this go. go. Back to the Florida State game. No, forget John the Florida. No, let, let's that's forget one of the our fond memories together. That was a great bet. I saw that. You know what? I was so mad. I saw the guys bet um, Murray State. I should have put more yeah, money I on know. Florida State. I knew I was a winner. Um, those square bears walked right in there. I, I knew that thing was a dead nut loser from the jump. As long as Leonard's team was able to get to the bus successfully and then get off the bus successfully, we knew we were going to win. But. Can we talk about the greatness of Coach K for a minute? This was about him. The night has to be about him, not the kids. Five players drafted in the first 40. Mm-hmm. Can't win a national title. You know, he needs refs to go in the draft as well to show what he does. <laughs> All right, Amal. Uh, game five tonight in Denver. Stanley Cup finals. Uh, do or die, obviously, for the Lightning. Down 3-1 to one to the Avalanche. You, you make a good point about the series is closer than people might think. A blowout each side in two overtime games. We're going to see the highest price of the series tonight on the Avalanche. Remember those first two games closed around 150, 145. Right now it's gone from 175 up at DraftKings to 190. The money flowing in on the Avs. They think the parade is tonight in Denver. Is this a (laughs) shot? Uh, Is this a time to take a shot here on Tampa Bay at plus 160? I think it's a time to take a shot on Tampa plus 8 to 1. I think, look, if you're taking the plus 160, you believe they're going to win this game, obviously. But the 8-1, to you have an opportunity. You get back to Tampa. I think they got a great shot to win. This team has played extremely well. I thought that uh, game four could have gone either way. Overtime, Colorado was definitely the better team. But I thought throughout the majority of that game, I thought Tampa was the better team. I was a little bit concerned in terms of they appeared conservative to me in the third period. They did. I thought the game was lost in the first period, though. They should have been up two or three to nothing the way they dominated that first period. And you let Colorado back into the game where they tie. And then you get the two to one lead again. You know, it's tough. You blow two leads at home uh, it, in that game. It, it is. But that's why you got to hedge in certain spots. Before the third period started, Colorado's plus 250, or I'm sorry, 270. And um, uh, Tampa was minus 350. Because you're just one goal away from the game all of a sudden being a complete coin toss. They were actually, if you were following the end game, when getting dominated down one in the first period, like plus 230 as well. Yeah. Uh, because of the flow of the game, obviously, right. was affecting that. All right. Um, I have a play on this game coming up later. Uh, I have a lot of plays this weekend. Anyhow, uh, let, I think it's a terrific Major League Baseball card tonight. Can we talk about that game last night in the Bronx between the Yankees and the Astros? Uh, unbelievable. Uh, uh, unbelievable. You blow a three-run lead. How about Aaron Hicks? This guy's just a winner. How about, you know, we talk about Judge, and this baseball's about the three results, the strikeout, the walk, and the home run. Mm-hmm. Gets a, has a great at-bat in the first inning, gets a base hit, continues that inning, mm-hmm. uh, and then Stanton hits a three-run homer to tie the game. Then he gets the game-winning hit. Singles, right? We don't talk about singles hitters. Yeah. Jose Ramirez ain't winning any awards, you know, hitting 320 and a bunch of singles and doubles uh, in this league. But I thought... But the other story that gets lost because they they blow off the lead in the ninth inning. Framber Valdez didn't allow a hit for five innings after he gives up the homer. He has a, a hanging curveball high to Stanton who who drilled it to right, and after that he was dominant. Uh, he was terrific after the first inning, and you know Stanton's one of those guys. If it's in the wheelhouse and he connects on it properly, I don't know pound for pound if there's a stronger player in baseball. Maybe, maybe Luke Voigt. Did you did you see the play uh, that Gallo made on the wall in right field? Stanton doesn't make that play. I'll no. tell you that he's a butcher in right. I mean, <laughs> there's balls drop on the warning track that I wonder why he didn't get to him. But that was a great play by Joey Gallo. It was a huge play, <laughs> yeah. and um, I thought this was an important game. And I think this is going to be you know from a betting standpoint, I like Verlander coming back today. You do because I think the Yankees are cheap again tonight. Uh, the overnight a dollar twenty two. Some Yankee money coming in. You see at DraftKings right now, they're $1.25. Um, total uh, tonight, seven and a half. I'm sorry, of, of eight. The, uh, Severino underrated. Look at all five Yankee starters have been terrific. Severino's been terrific, but the reason I point to JV in this particular spot is because, to me, he's a guy, when you look at over the last two decades, 
Max Scherzer, a couple other people, you want him taking the ball. He's a big game pitcher. He's a big game pitcher. And I think this is a big game after you blow a three-run lead in the Bronx against your closest competitor in terms of the American League. At this point in time, it's a two-horse race in the American League between Houston and the New York Yankees. Everybody else right now. They both have 10-plus games leads in their division. Yeah. Right? And this is going to be about, you know, one of them is going to be the one seed, one of them is going to be the two seed. Of course, we have the extra wild card, six teams out of each league this year. All right, we'll talk about this game more later in the place. You have another comment? You no, know, just real right. quick, that game last night was so huge because the Yankees go to 51-18. and 18. If they drop that game, they go to 19 losses. Mm-hmm. Houston would be at 24. They're at 25. Now you've got basically a seven-and-a-half game separation. I think it becomes very difficult over the course of the season. I thought Houston had to come in here and at least take two out of three. Still possible. Houston, or three out of four, excuse Houston's me. Houston's still alive in the fact that they play in the West versus the That's East. That's a great though, right? point. I That's mean, a great point. I overlooked that, and you're absolutely right. Because you, you get Oakland, Seattle, and these teams. Right, yeah. yeah. And the Angels, really, frankly, for that matter. Um, Big Sandy gets to take the hill against the Mets. Remember, he beat some uh, last Sunday, and here he comes now on four days rest, about half of what Otani gets, and goes up against Tyon Walker, Alcantara, $1.40 at home against the Mets. This game goes at $3.40 Pacific, $6.40 in Miami with a total of 7.5. I'll have a play on this. You know what I looked at? Here's the thing about betting Big Sandy. You have to hope the Marlins score, right, to win, to win that bet. <laughs> I wish they could get a 4 on the first 5 here if you could find a 4, but it's 3.5 across the board even though it's, a, it's plus 105 or even money. I looked hard at 3.5, but I think you got to play Big Sandy in this spot. Uh, I'm not going to touch the number at 140, but I yeah. tend to agree with you. I've got a play on this game coming up later on. Total. Uh, yeah, total. The, the total for the game. Yeah. Absolutely. You're done with first fives. You swore you, you, off it after that game in Dallas the other day. Tell you what, Palm, I'm not going to blame you, but you took me down with you. I would have never made a first five bet in my life if it weren't for you. Uh, you're welcome. Uh, <laughs> let's, let's hit one more game I, I, here. I was just so mad I lost the Tampa game. That's why I'm putting the blame on you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Let's let's hit one more here. A uh, good matchup tonight in Atlanta. Yeah, Urias, you you've been higher on Urias than I have been this year uh, against Ian Anderson for the Braves. Dodgers rolling. They went into Cincinnati, crushed the ball. Dollar thirty, dollar thirty five favorite tonight with a total of nine and a half in Atlanta. Yeah, Anderson on the bump there for the Braves. Um, I tell you what's interesting to me in this matchup is Urias is a guy that's delivered in some big spots for the Dodgers in the postseason in the past, having a good year this year. Record-wise, not great, but 2.56 ERA, 1.02 whip. On the flip side, Anderson comes in with a 1.39 whip. I tell you, Mike, that's disconcerting with the way the Dodgers offense flourished in Cincinnati. Now you're coming uh, down to what are they playing, SunTrust? Uh, they got an opportunity to really hit the baseball. If this offense gets going, I mean... The thing about this offense is we, we talk about all these other teams, six, seven, eight, nine, how poor they are. There's really not that much of a letdown in the Dodgers' offense when you get down because all the guys can hit for power. I mean, you got a guy like Muncie or uh, uh, Lux hitting eighth or ninth is hitting 320. And, you know, Bellinger, even though he's had his struggles, you still feel like he's a threat every time he's at the plate. The VEASAN Summer Special is here for only $19. You get everything VEASAN has to offer from now through the end of July. Adam Burke on Major League Baseball, NFL preseason coverage, premium articles on golf, UFC, USFL, and NASCAR. USFL playoffs this week in them all. Daily, uh, you get the daily email every morning, 9 a.m. Pacific, every Wednesday, point spread weekly. Use of the betting tools, including the betting splits and a live video stream whenever you want it. $19 through July 31st. Go to vcin.com slash summer. All right, coming up for the first time on our show in studio, Nick Bogdanovich after the break. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, 
Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's the problem. Zen nicotine pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine. Nicotine pouches are smoke-free and spit-free, and all they're made with food-grade ingredients. Simply open the child-resistant lid and place the pouch between your upper lip and gum for up to one hour of real nicotine satisfaction. Zen is available in 10 varieties and two strengths, 3 milligrams for fresh nicotine satisfaction and 6 milligrams for even more nicotine enjoyment. Simple and discreet, you can enjoy Zen anywhere, anytime. Find your freedom. Find your satisfaction, find your Zen. Visit Zen.com, that's Z-Y-N.com, to learn more and to find Zen nicotine pouches near you. They are for adults 21 plus who currently use tobacco or nicotine, which we know is an addictive chemical. Welcome back into Odds On. Mike Palm here with Amal Shaw and the man on my right, Nick Bogdanovich, legendary Las Vegas bookmaker. Boy, about a decade at Binion's, uh, about a decade with William Hill as the top guy, and then you got to take a little bit of time off and... Uh, had lunch with Matt Metcalf, and he said, why don't you join the team here? Tell me about that thought process. Yeah, no, I, was, I, don't, I wasn't doing a lot, doing mm-hmm. a little betting, playing a lot of golf, getting worse. <laughs> and I got a phone call, uh, actually a text from Matt, said, you want to get together for lunch? And, you know, I, I really didn't know Matt very well. I might have met him once in my life. Uh, but I, I knew a couple buddies of mine who really thought highly of him. So, yeah, I'll, I'll meet you for lunch. So we had lunch. And he said, hey, what do you think about coming aboard? And I said, well, you know, let me chew on it. And I thought about it. And, you know, it was really a no-brainer after that. I just, obviously, what you and Derek have done with the, you're super invested. You you, you rarely find an owner that invested in the sports. Mm -hmm. In in most places, it's just an amenity, so they won't go across the street. But here, sports is is a major, major piece Uh, going into – you're expanding into other states. Got the top book in town as far as I'm concerned. So, yeah, it was a no-brainer. I, I really liked uh, Matt and the, and the guys and met him, and uh, here I am. Somebody uh, called me after uh, it was announced, and I had known for a couple of weeks you were coming on board, but after it was announced that you were, and they, and they said, are there enough basketballs in that risk room for all the shooters you have on your team? How would you respond to that? <laughs> Well, listen, the NBA totals 240 every game now. So, yeah, you, you, you need as many shooters as humanly possible. you got to outscore the other guy. Yeah, I, and, and, you know, we're going into different states, as you mentioned, Illinois and northern Nevada, and we're in Colorado, we're in Iowa, and there's a lot of work to be done, right? Um, I mean, and... Well, yeah, the, well, the, the, uh, William Hill, we were in 20-some states. Our, our staff had went from 10 to, like, 83. So you need as many qualified people as humanly possible all these it's a 24-hour room now it's a 24-hour business uh the markets there's more markets than ever so yeah there there, there's more than enough work to be done nick you've been in the business a long time what do you think has been the biggest change you've seen particularly over the last decade or so just from a bookmaking standpoint and how much more difficult the job has become yeah just the competitiveness uh you know obviously in play is is a huge piece now uh and just so many more markets. I mean, back when me and that old man Jimmy Vaccaro broke 
broke in back in the 80s it was totally different i mean if you had three props up you were doing something special and you know it's just changed i mean there's just so much more to bet on now than ever before yeah, I want to talk about in-game a little bit because you presided over the best in-game product in the world. I don't think there's a lot of debate about that at William Hill. And I know Joe Asher and the company invested a lot of money in the algorithm and having this algorithm that gives you live feed and, uh, and you can constantly bet not just on the commercials. Now you come here, we have a little different style where we manually book it, right? It's, it's not an algorithm. It's guys watching a game and, and, and making the adjustments on the commercial breaks. Talk to me about the importance of in-game and then the two different styles between algorithm and, and manually doing it. Yeah, no question. In-play, uh, it was like, I want to say it was like 28% of our business at William Hill. So it was a big, it's a big, big number. Obviously, we had a huge staff. I think the in-play room alone had like 18 employees, and they were importing algorithms from Europe. So, yeah, it's a full-time, nonstop thing. So... Uh, it, it's a lot to manage, and you, had to, you, you can do it the two two different ways. I mean, if you have access to the algorithms, that's obviously probably the better way to go. But if you don't, yeah, you, you do what you can. You do as many games as you possibly can. You do it at breaks, and, and it still works. So I never really got into in-play in wagering just because I think it's something you need to study 24-7. But once you get engrossed in it, I, I, I firmly believe – that there's plenty of edges out there and the players should be able to, to have a good chance of beating it. I, I would agree with you. I think you don't have to be that well-versed on it, especially I think the NBA is the best sport for the in-game because it's a constant change. It's a game of runs. I think it really provides the players an advantage. You guys have done a good job here in terms of putting the games that you have an availability for in terms of staff and everything like that. Do you foresee a situation and scenario where you guys will eventually expand the in-game market? I think that's for sure, no yeah. question about it. Uh, the one thing I do know about in-play is every time a really good team got behind mm -hmm. by a lot yep. and they were, they came back and won, all I had to do is ask how much did we lose on that one <laughs> because it, 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 any time a, a, a quality team gets down and they come back and win, the masses are, are, are all, all on that side and it's just a matter of how much the book loses. Um, you're a golf guy, right? Uh, love golf. Love golf. Um, we just came off of a major British Open coming up. That's the the next big event. Give us your your preview on where you might find some value in a few of these golfers you think have a shot to win it. Yeah, good question. You know, uh, how about how about a guy who's played terrible lately, but might get over there and be able to hit it anywhere and get up and down? Jordan Spieth. So. He's sort of fallen out of the upper echelon of the Schefflers and McElroys and the JTs, and people are probably sleeping on him. Mm. And he and he and he just he's going to miss the cut here this week at the yeah. Travelers. So, you know, his odds will be bu juiced up a little because he's in poor form. But he's the type of guy who could get over there and uh, hit it a little bit everywhere and, and still manage to get it up and down. So, how about Jordan Spieth off the top of my head? Yeah. Speaking of which, uh, this is a guy that's always dangerous. Uh, you know, when you look at uh, Will Zalatoris, blows two opportunities. From a betting standpoint, would you be concerned about him moving forward in terms of being able to close out? I feel like now, not once, but twice when you fail there, is it become something that enters your mindset and your thought process at the end of the weekend? Yeah, I had 30 to 1. Thanks for bringing up a sore <laughs> subject. Uh, no, My I, pleasure. I don't, <laughs> I don't worry about Will at all. Yeah. Uh, young kid, uh, great attitude. Uh, Obviously, his putting is, is the issue. I mean, he's a, he's a ball-striking genius. Uh, of course, his two wayward drives have cost him the tournament, but uh, he's got that funky little backstroke. Uh, when, he, when he brings the putter back, it's, it's a little funky. But he'll be, he'll be fine. He'll, he'll win. I, I, I don't, I, zero worries about Will Zalatoris. Uh, Nick, you famously said on Follow the Money that if you want to bet baseball, you need whiskey and a revolver. Yeah. How much uh, baseball betting have you been doing uh, lately? Not much. No. Uh, but in the day, I was I could do it with the best of them. If there was 15 games, I might have had 14 plays. So, uh, yeah, I love baseball. It's a great, great sport to bet. Half the juice, uh, 15 games a day. You get into a rhythm. You get into streaks. Uh, yeah, so baseball is a fantastic sport to bet. Forget the insight on the 14 games. The bigger question is why not all 15? 
<laughs> I didn't want to be considered a degenerate. Right. You can't, man. You would have a problem if you were betting. Exactly. Is it, uh, is it as simple as Yankees and Dodgers this year? Well, I'll tell you one thing. The favorites have been on a nice little roll lately. So, uh, you know, as a bookmaker, you know it's coming. It always happens. And you just pray that uh, when the 13 favorites come that day that a couple of them didn't cover the run line. It's good when the Yankees play the, the Astros because then it's not a three-team parlay. It might only be a two-team, right? You don't have to, you no, don't have to fade both of them. No doubt about it. Uh, but, yeah, that's, that's the nature of the beast. Always has been. Running streak. If, if you can win a ham sandwich or something and get out of baseball as a bookmaker, you're doing okay. Uh, NBA draft was an interesting story, right? And from a few bookmakers around town that we've heard from was – was pretty bad with the, the movement there and then uh and then Banchero getting picked first we didn't book it here at circa we said we're not going to book it it's not you know one of our core principles we we offer a limited market on the nba draft your thoughts about trying to book these things based on people's choices really hard uh booked obviously a lot of them at william hill because one we're in the huge publicity and that's all you're buying well i think we lost every time uh, sometimes we lost small, sometimes we lost pretty good. But w the draft, obviously, there's could be some inside knowledge. But there's a, at the at the core of it is it can only land one or two spots. So I mean, it's really really hard to make lines or in competitive and put out a competitive product. But you do the best you can. And uh, this one actually probably had a little interest in it too because the top three you knew who were going to be one, two, three, but you didn't know who was going to go one two or three so i'm surprised that the result was as bad as i'm hearing it was but it, it's not a surprise that people booked it lost yeah nikki thanks for joining the set belated happy birthday as well this week sir <clears throat> turned 60 on tuesday so i am uh i'm definitely on the back nine <laughs> <laughs> thanks nick bogdanovich from circus sports up next chris felica the bear to break down wimbledon odds on This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Want more UFC insight? Check out the First Strike podcast released every Friday. VSIN host and famous emailer Dave Ross reviews all of the biggest MMA, UFC, and boxing action of the weekend. Dave, along with expert fight handicappers, including Amal Shaw at times, Look at the biggest favorites and underdogs in every card and provide their analysis on the best bets of the weekend. Get the insider look at where the money is moving and how to evaluate each of the fighters before you place your bets. Download the First Strike podcast now at vsin.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. While you are there, catch up on every vsin show as well. Welcome back into Odds On. Mike Palm here with Amal Sean. It's our pleasure to bring in our friend Chris Felica, the bear from ESPN. How you doing, bear? I'm doing well. Just sitting here, uh, we're watching the uh, the wrap up of these uh, grass court uh, warm up events for Wimbledon and getting excited. Got the horses on, so it's a, a nice, relaxing, uh, stress free afternoon so far. Second point. Yeah. And we were watching Fritz and uh, yeah. Dimenauer, and I told yeah. he had double break point. I said to Mike, he won't get on the first one. He'll get on the second point. Amal knows this guy like a book. Hey, I want to <laughs> ask you a, a, a macro question on ten tennis betting. What do you base your tennis bets on? Are you like Gil? Who relies on this data that he speaks about all that what the data says versus what the price is what it should be and that's how he makes his bet or are you somebody that just watches a lot of matches um before you make your decisions i i think it's the for me it's the latter uh, i mean obviously the data is, is good for some people and the data certainly can help reinforce an opinion that you have but, but i like watching the match watching the flow of the match uh, is someone uh, winning in a ridiculous amount of their first serves or not winning a rid ridiculous amount of the first serves. Can you watch the match and see, okay, this is going to regress. This is going to go back the other way. There are a lot of things you can pick up uh, while, while you're watching the match. So I, I tend to really do a lot of my, uh, my, my tennis stuff on live wagering during a match. Chris, you bring up a great point. One of the things is Mike, and I talked about this when I had Sloan Stevens in the uh, match against Serena Criste at the French open, she was getting absolutely just demolished in the third, in the second set. And so I started betting against Christea's service game when she was down a break and couldn't uh, get away from Sloan there. And in the, the best part is at the end, you knew she wasn't even trying. Like when you're down four love and you're already down or set, 
they're they're already on the way figuring out where their next trip mm -hmm. is. And yet they're still a favorite on their service game. Yeah, which yeah. is unbelievable. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Bear, let's take a look at the women's side of the draw at Wimbledon. Now, you're very famous for having been on Ega way back in the day before anybody really knew who she was, including two years ago at the French. Um, she's plus 150 now uh, at this point. You could have got her at plus 250 right after she won the French this year. Are you still looking at Ega at this price, or maybe do you have her at a better price from before even the French Open? Yeah, I actually uh, tailed Gill uh, a little bit back when Ash Barty announced her retirement and grabbed her at eight to one to win Wimbledon back then because I already had a ton of uh, plus four fifty five to one four hundred uh, on the French Open, so I, I grabbed her at eight to one to win Wimbledon back then. But yeah, I would not be rushing out to bet her at plus one fifty right now uh, just because it, the, the price isn't good. But look, you can either love her or hate her. I guess your opinion is is kind of driven on are her past struggles on grass like really grass related or is it her struggles on grass in the past kind of where her entire game was at the time. And now that she's a better player, her grass career will be better. But at this price, I can't play her. Uh, obviously I have the price already, but I would be potentially looking at a beyond Bianca Andreescu at plus 700 to win this quarter. And she's someone who really hadn't had a ton of grass success. Uh, she took all of 2020 off. She was off, off almost all of last year as well. Uh, she's played really well. She's in the final uh, tomorrow in a match that she should win against Caroline Garcia. Uh, she looks fit. She looks healthy. And I think she would be a very dangerous uh, quarterfinal opponent with uh, Igas Viatic if she gets there. Bear, I agree with you on uh, Bianca Andreescu. Remember, former U.S. Open champion in 2019. Also, uh, the other play I'm looking at, Simona Halep had to withdraw against Andreescu today because of a neck. I'm not as concerned at Wimbledon. These players will play through more injuries. These tune-up tournaments, they're not as concerned with. I think Halep is playing well enough. Remember, she won this tournament a few years ago against Serena in 2019. Uh, she's very capable, but for me, I'm looking at anywhere between 14 to 16 to 1. Great job by our graphics department on this one. And Bear, to me, I would get to a point where we get to the quarters of the semis that I look to hedge, but I think Simona is still very dangerous. I think she is. Well, I grabbed her at 17 to 1 the other day. So you and I are thinking alike. Uh, just because it finally looks like she's comfortable uh, with, with, with the coaching change. And it's always a, a deal of her emotions. Is she going to be too hard on herself if she gets down in a match and, and unable to come back? But she's got, like you said, she won in 2019. There was no tournament in 2020. She didn't play here last year because of injury. So the last time she set foot on these grounds, she won the tournament. So I, I like her. I'd also be looking at a little bit of uh, uh, Petra Kvita at plus 650. She's someone who her game early in the year was terrible, but she's a past champion. She's in the final tomorrow, a really good match coming up uh, with Ostapenko tomorrow. So it looks like her confidence is back. Her serve is back and she's plus 650 to win the quarter. Like th this, I think of all of the quarters in the women's side is the most difficult one. But at the same time, I don't like Paula Bedosa at all. It looks like, I think, she almost wants to be more of an Instagram star these days than a tennis player. Mm. But but you've got the, the, the informed past champions, like you said, and you've got Serena, who I really don't think the path plans out well for her as well. But but I, I like Halep a lot, and I'd be interested on uh, Kvita at a little bit of a price. Next time, Bear, for efficiency's sake, we'll just list who you don't have. Let's turn our attention <laughs> to college football. I'm interested that's in it. That, that, that's it for women. That's all I, I got. I, I'm just kidding. But I, the, the, I the way of betting it through the quarters is very interesting, the, the quarter of the draw. I, boy, Austin Pinko looked good today against Camilla she Georgie. She made almost no errors at all the whole match, and she's dangerous, uh, the last person to beat Iga. Now, I want to ask a couple of college football-related questions, if that's all right. I want yeah. your um, your breakdown of the Big Ten West. Now, you can find to win the West Division. Some places, maybe you don't have access to it. You've just got to bet the Big Ten, but obviously there's a huge hedge-off opportunity once you get to the, to the final, even in a worst-case scenario with Ohio State coming out of the East. I'm looking at Minnesota, at Minnesota at 30-1 to 1 to win the entire Big Ten, obviously a shorter price to win the West, probably a three-horse race with Iowa and Wisconsin. Your thoughts, Big Ten West? Are you going to hate me if I say I can make an argument for Nebraska? Yes. Yes. This is as idiotic as your argument about Oregon last year being in the playoffs. No, okay. The, 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 reason, the reason I'm saying that, with, but by the way, I like the Minnesota play because I, I think what the job, the job that he did last year went really unnoticed with Mo, Mo Ibrahim out 
for a good part of the year. But if you look at Nebraska, some of the players they brought in, the way the schedule pans out, like there's a real chance they, they could, if they happen to pull a little upset at home against Oklahoma, which wouldn't affect the Big Ten West, like, like there's an opportunity for them to get hot. Will they win all those games? No, but I'm still not sold. This whole Graham Mertz thing at Wisconsin is going to work. Uh, I, I don't know about Iowa and their quarterback situation. Is it going to be Padilla again? I mean, they'll be fine. They'll find a running back. They'll find a linebacker. They'll be okay on that side of the ball. But but it, it could it just could be another situation where like five and three or six and three would be good enough to win that part of the league. But but I, I, Minnesota and Nebraska would be the teams that interest me at a price just because I think the top two choices in there, Wisconsin and Iowa, have. Have some, have some holes in there this year. If Graham Mertz is not playing Illinois on a Friday night, the rest of the year he's in trouble. <laughs> okay, let's just be real about that. Um, I want to ask you about the Pac-12. They've got a very important game coming up in Gainesville. I think one of the best coaches in college football in Kyle Whittingham. They've got a ton of talent coming back. This is going to be a good football team. How important is this game for the league, and what kind of statement could this be potentially? Because USC, based on the way they're recruiting, Lincoln Riley doing what Lincoln Riley does, recruiting offense, going to get blown out in a playoff game because he doesn't know that you've got to actually get guys on the other side of the ball. But could this be a statement for the Pac-12 and give them potential to get a team into the postseason? Yeah, it, it would be a very big win for, for, for Utah. You just have to wonder uh, what the temperature is going to be like in Gainesville that day because uh, it's certainly going to be very hot, very humid, and probably not something that Utah had been practicing in all year. But, but I do think there's probably going to be a little bit of, of a learning curve uh, for Billy Napier's team this year. So they're probably getting Florida at the right time. You know Whittingham's team's going to be uh, very well prepared. They got some holes to uh, re- replace some guys on defense. But that system works so well. It's a great chance for them. If Oregon can go to, to, to Georgia uh, in Atlanta there, keep that game close, that's respectable. Uh, as well. Utah is the team I trust the most in the Pac-12. I think UCLA is a team that might have the most upside just because of the schedule. Again, you got Charbonnet back, you got DTR back, you got a new defensive coordinator. Uh, the way the schedule breaks down, you'll probably be 5-0 and when Utah comes to the Rose Bowl. Then you have an idle week before you go to Austin. But like, if I'm looking to make a bet on the Pac-12, Utah would be the first team I would look to play. But UCLA at that price, I think, is a is a very dangerous team as well. Because like you guys said, like yeah, USC brought all these guys that you die and Williams and new coach offense. They were terrible on defense last year. They couldn't stop the run. They couldn't stop anything. So bet the over, I guess, would be the the blanket statement that everybody's going to go into the year saying about USC games. we got about 30 seconds remaining. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, it's clear cut. It's going to be Alabama, Ohio State, barring injuries for these two teams. Do you see anybody else challenging them? Because I don't see the offensive prowess that Alabama has along with Ohio State that anybody's going to be able to outscore these guys, let alone defend them. Georgia would be the only team I would throw in there. There, there, I think, are bets out there where you can have Alabama, Ohio State, and Georgia versus the field. And right now, I don't see anybody that comes close to having an opportunity to potentially beat both of those teams in the playoff. H&R Block's got a better chance with Stetson Bennett, the quarterback. <laughs> Thanks, Bear. We always appreciate it. When we come back, our plays this weekend. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Whether you're cheering on Tampa Bay or Colorado, Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is your home for the latest payouts, odds, and promotions, and boost through the finals. Every game of the playoffs, log into BetRivers Online Sportsbook and place three same-game $10 parlays to receive a free $10 bet. Claim your free BetRivers bet for the Game 5 matchup on BetRivers Online Sportsbook. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Back into Odds On. Mike Palm here with Amal Shaw. We're going to get to our plays. I want to continue the Wimbledon talk just a little bit, Amal, because by the time we come back on the air on Monday, it will have already gotten underway. I want to talk about some interesting first-round matchups. Uh, and your thoughts on them. Because um, some big names have some interesting matchups. How about uh, her cause going against um, Davidovich Fokina? Thoughts there? Any <laughs> any potential for a first-round upset? No, because her is a big server. He'll be able to take care of business there. Davidovich Fokina is a uh, gr- uh, clay quarter. Fritz, who's about to make the final here uh, in this grass event tomorrow again, um, by f- closing out the men hour against Lorenzo Massetti. Uh, Massetti's another clay court guy. Uh, anybody who's from Spain and Italy, you're generally going to look at them as more of a clay court specialist. Uh, how about Simona Halep against Machova? Um, Caroline Mukova, that's Mukova, a tough yeah. one for uh, Simona Halep as an opener. Mukova's been dealing with injuries, but she's Past a top... Champion. Well, she's a top 15, top 20 player, yeah. not a Grand Slam champion. Yeah. Uh, but she's a... Halep is, but um, Mukova's very tough. This is a tough opening is round matchup. Is that the matchup. worst draw of anybody that Halep got her? 100%. If yeah. you look at every single first round matchup of a player... Yeah. That would be a prohibitive favorite or a potential to win the tournament. This is a bad matchup in terms of what Mukova is capable of. Bear said uh, uh, Benchich against Wang. Interesting first-round matchup. $6 the price on Benchich against uh, a Quian Wang. Wang's not beating anybody. She can't keep the ball in the doubles alley. Coco Goff against Elena Roos. Goff, $12. Roof is a gr- uh, Roos is a great clay court, yeah. clay court player. The Romanian doesn't have enough power. I would look at Coco if she's minus uh, five and a half games or less. I would take Coco Lay in the games. All right, let's get to our plays. You got a couple baseball plays this weekend, and I have a couple dozen, I think. <laughs> yeah, I got two plays tonight. I'm going to start with the uh, White Sox run line against the Orioles. I think they bounce back plus 115 and a half here. I mean, plus 115 on the White Sox run line. And then the Mets, Marlins under 7.5, minus 120. I agree with you on the second. I'm on the opposite side in the first one. Uh, I took uh, the Orioles' first five here, Amal. I think Voth's good. You know, he's only going to go four or right, five. Right, right. Pitched great against the. Uh, he pitched great in a comeback against uh, um, Tampa Bay on Sunday. I just don't like where these White Sox are. They're in the stands. They're chanting fire Tony every time they get down. They lose that game last night with Cueto on the mound. I thought, personally, uh, that Kopesh looked terrible in Houston on Sunday night on Sunday night baseball. I took a shot, plus 143. I got a huge play tonight, a six-unit baseball play. This Padres team cannot hit the ball without Machado in the lineup. Wow. You, you watch these games. I watch them, right? Because we're a sponsor. They're always featured here. And when I'm at home, we watch them on the local channel. I'm an anti-NOLA guy. Love the Padres. I'm taking NOLA first five minus $1.40 tonight for six units. I've never seen NOLA throw the ball this hard. He stopped throwing that idiotic pitch that backs up into right-handers. I mean, that, that he always got hit on. I don't know why he's always fade that fade pitch. But he started to throw the ball away, tailing away to right-handers. Listen. Outside of that goofy game against Arizona, in four games, the only legitimate runs the Padres have scored are on two Hosmer home runs. This is a, a very bad lineup. I don't think they score against Nola. Look, 
Musgrove finally ran out of uh, luck last night against a real lineup, right? You can't, you can only beat the Pirates so many times. He had to go against the Phillies lineup. I'm lucky for me. He got, he didn't, he he didn't hit the wall until the sixth because I had under the first five, but they blew him out in the sixth here. I think this is a big weekend for the Dodgers. If they can get two out of three in Atlanta, they'll get some separation from the Padres because they have a chance of losing three or four to the Phillies. How many earned runs did he give up in that one? Musgrove last night. Six. Oh, big Sandy. Go ahead. Big better, Sandy. Better, better find some room I on that Gonsolin, shelf for the Gonsolin, Cy Young. Gonsolin moves into second now in the Cy Young race. You're absolutely right. And you mentioned the Dodgers. they got a four-game set coming up against the Padres, I think, next yeah. weekend at Chavez Ravine. Okay. I'm going to take Swiatek just because I think after she gets breezes through the first three or four matches, I can make money off this ticket as well. She's going to become a – especially if some of these other top players gets knocked out. I know you don't think that this price – I mean, obviously, if she was 4-1, to one, with the prices that Bear and Gill have on her – are amazing. She's won 35 matches in a row. I'm with Bear in the theory that her struggles on grass because was her overall game wasn't as good when she played on grass last. Well, she also won Wimbledon as a junior, mm-hmm. so she can play on the surface. I think that's a little bit of a misnomer. I think she grew into what she's capable of doing. And by the way, I didn't see the full draw for her. I saw the yep. first two round matchups. The only concern right now is she get caught in traffic if she's staying in London. Uh, just show up. Just show up. Uh, I'm going to take Big Sandy here. Uh, full game, because yeah. I think he gets better as the game goes on. You're going to get eight out of them, right, if not nine. Uh, the concern is can, the, can they score against the Mets? They did They did win that game yesterday, 3-2, against Colorado, minus thirty-five. I'm on the opposite side of you here, uh, Amal. I'm going to take Severino. I think he's been good. I just think getting the Yankees. The Yankees have won. I didn't know this until I started watching the game. You know they've won 15 in a row at home now? Wow. I, I didn't know until I was watching the game last night when they mentioned their 14 home game, home winning streak. 15 in a row. I'll lay a dollar twenty tonight, even if it is Verlander. Two units. Uh, go ahead. You got some more plays here. Go ahead. Oh, many. Orioles, Voth. First five. We talked about that. A bounce back for Manoa and the Blue Jays here. They're hitting the ball. Brewers typically don't uh, score for Hauser. I'm going to take Manoa at Miller Park tonight. Under f- uh, four and a half, the first five. Garcia. For the Tigers against Merrill Kelly for the D-backs. Avalanche on the puck line. I think there's only two ways to play this game tonight. Either to your point, you take Tampa at 8-1 to to win the series, which is really a parlay of two games, and then you're going to get, right, lay 150 in Game 7 at home with Colorado as the hedge to that. I'll take them, but look at the price of them all. Avalanche puck line plus 150. It's an elimination game. They're going to pull the goalie early if they're down. And then my one will play, I know you hate it. You should book it. Give me 20-1. to I'll take her, Kaz. The guy never loses a tie break. I'll book it, but the problem is you can't. You, you're not going to be able to hedge off with me. Well, you hedge off with somebody else. That's fine. Right? That's true. You're not offering the no price. Yeah, I, no price. I'm going to tell you right now. It's <laughs> funny. I'm looking right now, and I'm just going over the top of my head. People that have won the Grand Slam on the men's side in the last since 2003. Uh, Murat Safin. So let's go 2005. Let's take him out. Juan Del Potro, but he had a wrist injury. Basically retired because of that. Tremendously monster server. Six five six six. Dominic team wins at the U.S. Open when Joker gets eliminated. Stan won three titles. Andy won three titles. And Daniil Medvedev, who's going to his an opportunity to be the dominant player of the next decade. Nobody else wins. But the big three. The big three. And if you look at Wimbledon, and since I think you got to go to what two thousand five, nobody's won here except Andy Murray, the Joker, Roger, and Rafa. And these guys, their fitness level, their ability. A guy like Hercotch, as soon as Novak returns to play, you are now already a dog on the point because in a rally, he's going to beat you. Well, this is the argument. Who's the best returner of serve of all time? You say Rafa. No, no, no. Novak. Novak's the greatest returner of serve of all time. Now, I was listening to because I was watching these matches on the grass here in England, the tune-ups, mm-hmm. and they're talking about Pass. And the commentator said, Nadal will dominate Pass and absolutely... On grass, him on 100% gra- on will be grass. straight sets. Yeah. He's possible to have no chance with the N- N- Nadal. The ball doesn't give you the mid-bounce where you can sit there and yeah. hit a forehand. He's got to run around. He doesn't have a strong enough yeah. backhand. That's no- what they're talking about because of his weak backhand. Yeah. Nadal will pressure him, pressure him, pressure him, and dominate him. Rafa will dominate him yeah. there. Listen, Rafa doesn't win on grass because you got Novak and you've got, you know, Novak's won this tournament five times. I think Rogers won this thing seven times. So what you're telling me is outside of, of, of Roger and Joker, Rafa is the next best player in the world on grass. Pretty much, yeah. Um, which which side is more wide open, the women's or the men's? You think the women's is? Uh, yes. Uh, I think Igor Sviatek has got to be a clear favorite, but I think there's a bunch of players there that could make it there. 
after that. Is Austin you, Pinko worth a play at 18 to 1? I think so. She's I, really well, well. Oh, my God. You know what? The greatest thing she did was her mom was her coach. She got rid of the uh, mother as a coach, and she hired somebody else, and she cut down on the double faults. Austin Pinko, you'd go through matches. Mm-hmm. She'd have 10, 11, 12 double faults. Those are three service games in total you're giving away throughout the course of a match. She has eliminated that, Mike. She's gotten so much better. Let's go rapid fire on yeah. baseball. Um, Reds have lost seven in a row. They're at the Giants. Giants a $2 favor. Steve Mackinnon had a tweet this morning. Major League Baseball teams in the last 10 years on seven-game losing streaks when they're a road dog are like 5-51. and 51. Wow. Well, you got a big number. I thought about Giants on the run line. Uh, yeah, well, that's, uh, that's the option you have, right? run line, right? Yeah. Um, Rockies twins, interesting because Herman Marquez has pitched well for the Rockies. Dylan Bundy for the twins. Interesting game yesterday. one nothing. After an 11-10 game, you got a one nothing game in Minneapolis. Indians left the bases loaded with nobody out. Yeah, nobody out. Didn't score on a pitcher that couldn't throw a strike. Uh, I would look at, if anything, I would look at the over here, nine and a half. Yeah, I think this is a good opportunity for Minnesota this weekend here to make some hay against the Guardians, who have a tough series against Boston. Big rivalry at Bush. Cubs come in uh, against the Cardinals. Pallant's been good here. Coming in uh, is really their fifth starter against Hendricks. Uh, St. Louis, $1.55 tonight. I was a little bit surprised by this number. I think uh, Pallant's a guy you could take a look at here and potentially run line with the way this Cardinals team is playing overall. Did well in Milwaukee offensively. Mariners get no hit for almost eight innings last night, and without the benefit of a hit, score two runs in Oakland and win that game 2-1, four walks and two wild pitches. Flex and Lorenzen tonight, uh, Angels $1.65, total of nine. Yeah, I think this number is correct, even though Flexen's probably the better pitcher here just simply because uh, this uh, team can't score consistently. Good luck with all your plays this weekend. Up next, it's Betting Across America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 